Welcome to the Church of the Redeemers Weekly Podcast. We pray that you will enjoy this week's service, and we hope that you will follow us at www.cotrb.org, and may God continue to bless you. chapter 24 verses 13 through 19 don't shut that Luke chapter 24 verses 13 through 19 if you could stand for the reading of the word I would be grateful and appreciative Luke chapter 24 verses 13 through 19 all the King Center Street stand reading from the English Standard Version That very day, two of them were going into the village named Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and they were talking with each other about all these things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing together, Jesus himself, somebody said Jesus himself, drew near and went with them. Y'all going to preach with me? I appreciate it. We're going to have church today. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. Jesus himself drew near and went with them, but their eyes were kept from recognizing him. Mm -hmm. And he said to them, what is this conversation that you are holding with each other as you walk? And they stood still, looking sad. Then one of them named Cleophas, Cleopas, I'm going to call him Cleophas today. Cleopas answered him, are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened here in these days? And he said to them, what things? Verses 17b and 18, for emphasis, read as follows. And they stood still, looking sad. Then one of them named Cleopas, or Cleophas, we're going to call him Cleophas, I'm going to tell you. Answered him, I'll explain it later. Are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened here in these days? There's a topic text, it is through their eyes. Through their eyes. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Yes, you may have your seats. We thank you for your work in our lives, and I pray that you would allow for your will to be communicated with power, conviction, and authority. I ask that your people would hear what the Spirit is saying to us as your church, and I pray for the response that heaven will rejoice with you. Save today, Lord. God's people said, I had a funny feeling like my eyes were going to be restored this morning. I don't know what caused the false temptation, so I brought it with me to help with it. It's a bigger text I can read later. <laughs> I had a feeling 
that's not my age. No. No. <laughs> my eyes are good, right, Deacon Neal? All right. I'm glad you co-signed. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. As we've got, as the Lord has allowed us to walk through this morning, and over the next few weeks, we will be continuing our focus on healthy relationships. Healthy relationships. Grief is defined as deep sorrow, especially that caused by someone's death. We've experienced a lot of loss. We've experienced a lot of death in our lifetime. Grieving is the verb, is the reaction word that explains how this deep sorrow feels in our hearts, our minds, our souls. Sometimes we think about this feeling of loss and deceit, this feeling of anxiety, this feeling of sadness, feeling that we feel when we are faced with real loss in life, love, and or relationships. Let's see how this works. Psychologists say that there are five stages of this word grief. Y'all with me? Five stages of this word grief. There's denial. There's anger. There's bargaining. There's depression. And there's acceptance. Denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance, five stages. Two weeks ago, we dealt with the stage that is listed first, not necessarily the first stage, but the stage that's listed first, which is denial. And we talked about it from the perspective of those who, in the beginning of this chapter, chapter number 24, that's where you're going to be for a couple weeks, you know, chapter number 24, denial shows up as busyness, which is seen through the women who went to the tomb. Denial shows up as unbelief, which is seen through the disciples as they shared the news, whom they shared the news with. And denial shows up as disappointment, as seen through Peter. This week, our focus is on anger. (laughs) Anger. Anger is a strong feeling of annoyance, displeasure, or hostility. It's a feeling that we feel that allows for other people to look at us and it's easily identified. It ain't no no mistaking when some people are angry. It's easy to see when some people are angry. Anger is this strong feeling of annoyance, displeasure, or hostility. And studies have identified anger as being, write it down please, studies have identified anger as being secondary emotion. Secondary emotion. It's easy to see. It's easy to recognize. You can see it written all over your face, all over your body language. But it's a secondary, secondary emotion. That means it's an emotion that's fueled by another emotion that you have already felt but you may not have taken the time to name. It's an emotion that shows up. When we show up as angry, it really is masking another feeling that we have already felt, maybe in sub-second time. It was less than a second that you felt what you felt before you showed your anger, but you felt something else First, anger shows up as an attitude. 
It shows up as a cross word shared with a loved one or even a stranger. Anger shows up sometimes when we're challenged for the fifth time about the same thing that we already explained to the same person. I'm speaking hypothetically. Anger shows up when we show ourselves as ready to fight, but what we really may not realize is something else happened before the anger was evident. This is where the disciples find themselves. I feel like preaching today. This is where the disciples find themselves. Through their eyes, somebody say, through their eyes. Everything they ever wanted has now been taken from them. They are lost, but they're still living. They are confused, but they are still required to communicate. They are depressed, but they are not able to decompress. They're hurting and unable to heal. Help us, Jesus. They're trying to talk about it amongst themselves, but then this dude comes up and interrupts their conversation. At least two of them are walking down the street trying to figure out what just happened. And here comes this bull interrupting their conversation, trying to talk about what's going on on the inside of them. And you read it in verse 13, chapter number 24 of the book of Luke. It says that very day, two of them were going to a village named Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. And they were talking with each other about all the things that have happened. These two disciples were hearing, after hearing the news from the women that the angel sent and to share the good news was really just confused to those who were presently living the reality of the story that we celebrate because we see it, how it plays out. Let me say that again. These two disciples, after hearing the news from the women that the angel sent to share good news that was really just confusing news to those who are presently living the news of the story that we celebrate today because we know how it plays out. They didn't know how it played out. We celebrate because we know, but they didn't know. They didn't know that Jesus was really alive. We celebrate because we know now, but they didn't know that the risen one was actually risen. They were still just confused. Help us, Jesus. These disciples were walking together trying to make sense of their situation. They were trying to make sense of their confusion. And this man, Jesus, that they loved and served was now no longer with them, they thought. <laughs> they thought. They thought. And they were trying to understand what to make of their loss. They were trying to talk as friends, people going through similar struggles, about how what had happened to them made them feel. That's what friends do. Talk about how things make us feel. And their processing was interrupted by a stranger who wants to join in the conversation. Verse 15 says, while they were talking and discussing together, Jesus himself, <laughs> Jesus himself. Y'all see it? Jesus himself drew near and went with them. Hallelujah. <laughs> but their eyes were kept from recognizing him. See, through their eyes, everyone was dealing with the same thing. Everyone knew what just happened. 
And so they allow for this person walking down the street to join in in their conversation as they process what they're feeling aloud and with each other. But read what the author writes again. While they were talking and discussing together, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were kept from recognizing him. Through their eyes, they were allowing another person into the conversation so they could get a collective healing. But they were so blinded by their pain and circumstances that they were unable to recognize the healer, Jesus. Look at your neighbor and say, if you don't forget one thing from today, whatever you're going through, please look for Jesus. Whatever you're going through, I need you to keep your eyes open for Jesus. No matter what you do, where you are, or how you're going through, please, please, please look for Jesus. He will show up when you least expect him. But rest assured, hallelujah, the Lord will be there and he will be right on time. Look for Jesus. Look for him. Don't let your pain blind you from God's presence. He was and he will be there all the time. Hallelujah. He gonna wait patiently, but he gonna be there. He gonna let you go through all of your other excuses, but he gonna be there. He gonna let you go through all of your other people, your plans, your processes, but Jesus will be there. Look for Jesus. Look for Jesus. Look for Jesus. No other help. We know, but we can find him when we look for him. Hallelujah. Look for Jesus. So not recognizing, not recognizing who they just invited into the conversation. They suffer this man's interruption. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, I want to see him. <laughs> I want to look upon his face. There to sing forever. Hallelujah. Of his saving grace. I don't ever want to be in God's presence and not be able to recognize. Don't ever want to be so hurt that I can't recognize <laughs> my Savior. I don't ever want to be so despondent that I can't appreciate that the healer has come into the room. <laughs> I want to look for him. I want to look for him. And when I look, I know I'm going to find him because he said he would never leave me, nor would he forsake me. My eyes are always open to your presence. I need you just that much. Ooh, hallelujah. Glad I got a big screen. And so, not recognizing who they just invited into the conversation, they suffer this man's interruption. And verse 17 says, and he said to them, wonderful Jesus, what is this conversation that you're holding with each other as you walk? I know you walk and I know you upset. And they looked to stood still, excuse me. They stood still looking sad. You ever been in a moment trying to have a moment and someone interrupts your moment? You ever been in a moment trying to have a moment? Thank you, sir. Someone interrupts your moment. Like I'm already here trying to figure some things out, and you're asking questions that make take me backwards. 
not forward. Trying to understand what I need to understand on this level. But I'm partnered with someone who is three to five steps behind. So every time I get to a place where I can, I cannot try to deal with me. I have to put myself aside so I can catch you up. Y'all not with me, huh? Put myself aside so I can catch you up to where we're both supposed to be. It's frustrating, to say the very least. But I'm just speaking hyper. It's not like I done gone through this, no, no. It's not like I done gone through this. I'm, it's frustrating to be partnered with somebody that you got to keep looking back for. You're supposed to be right here. We're supposed to be going through the same thing at the same time, praying for each other, walking together in Christian love. But every time I take two steps forward, I got to wait for you or walk backwards to catch you up. Frustrating. It's frustrating. So the disciples are walking and talking, and they let this stranger who they don't know, they don't recognize, interrupt their process together with questions. And Cleopas gets an attitude. That's why I'm calling him Cleopas. <laughs> this brother is melanated. Cleopas gets an attitude. He gets an attitude. And I, I'm sure with holy, my holy imagination, Cleophas, <laughs> I like it a lot. It makes me laugh. I don't know about Cleophas looks at his homie and then looks at this stranger and says, I'm reading the Bible. Are you the only one in Jerusalem who doesn't know what's happening to everybody else? Are you the only one that ain't heard that Jesus died? Yo, what, we talking about something, and this boy going to come up acting like he don't know what we talk about, acting like he don't know what we going through. Why are you here? Why are you even talking? Why did you enter the car? If you don't even know what we talk about, step back, good brother. What you doing? What are you here for? I'm trying to grieve, and you interrupted my process. As if to say, you're obviously not from around here, sir. You're obviously not one of us. Why are you talking? <laughs> he shows his anger, but the Bible explains that what he's really feeling is sadness. My God, <laughs> he shows as angry, but what he's really feeling is sadness. Go back up, go back up, get your Bible, get your Bible, and go back up. It says in verse 17, when his anger shows up, they stood still, doing what? Looking sad. He gets an attitude. But in sub-second response time, he goes from sad to angry. He go, he's used to being angry. <laughs> he knows what it's like to be angry because he ain't never been protected a day in his life. He knows what it's like to look like a pit bull because pit bulls have to protect themselves. He knows what it's like to walk through this world feeling as if he's got to do everything all by himself. That's why I'm calling him Cleophas. He knows, hallelujah, slow down. He knows what it's like to have to struggle all by himself because he's been struggling all by himself since he's been born. <laughs> Help us, Jesus. And through their eyes, through their eyes, everyone 
was going through the same thing. But in reality, that is absolutely not the case. Through their eyes, their pain was felt by every person that they could ever run into. But that's not the truth. Through their eyes, Cleophas and his homie, they, should have been, they shouldn't have to need to explain the obvious, but this guy running up on them, asking questions that shouldn't even have to be addressed. Through their eyes, it's obvious that a person's body should be the control of the person occupying it. But some feel that they have the right to tell others what to do with their physical person through the legislation of certain laws. Y'all better vote, you hear me. Through their eyes, it's not a question that we should be honored for the work that we do, but our experience is that we still have to do twice as much for half as much, and we still only receive a quarter of the credit that we deserve. Through their eyes, everyone is feeling the same struggle, but my pain is not your perspective. So you see anger, and rightly so, because I am angry. <laughs> I am angry. But the reality is, what you're calling angry is really, I'm just tired. I'm tired. I'm tired of having to see and never being seen. Tired of having to hear while my voice continues to go unheard. Tired of having to heal, to heal and to care for you while I remain broken. I'm tired. And my tiredness has left me sad. And this world has left me with no other room for expression other than anger. If you were truly my brother and or my sister, you would see what I see. You would feel what I feel. You would hear what I hear. And you would be outraged just like I'm outraged. How is it that I'm still making 73 cents of every dollar that others make? And I'm still being called lazy. When I'm really the backbone of American economy. How is it that we can read about a bus full of female college athletes from Delaware State University, help us Jesus, being pulled over by Georgia State Police and searched for drugs and weapons as they are leaving a victorious tournament, a lacrosse game? How is it that we can hear about that and not be angry? Saints, how is it that we can watch a man drive 200 miles just yesterday from his hometown to an urban complex of Buffalo, New York, and live stream his assassination of over, over 10 black citizens with racial epitaphs written on his weapon? How is it that we can hear about these things and not be enraged? Yes, I'm angry, but really I'm sad. Sad that I have to live this reality seemingly by myself. I'm 
Sad that if it would have been me, I'd have been shot on sight. But this man was walked out with a police escort. Sad, I'm sad. I'm hurt. Disappointed. Saints, I'm tired. Yeah, I'm tired. Tired. They, the joy that we have, but the joy, but the joy, but the joy, but the joy, but the joy that we have in this passage, and I'm almost through, is simply the response of the stranger that they did not recognize. Y'all see it? Look in the Bible. Hallelujah. Look in the Bible. Look in it. Look in it. After they complained, after Cleophas had his little attitude and fit, after they had a conversation with each other, and after they had a conversation about this dude named Jesus, all that Jesus responded with was, what things? What things? In essence, Jesus was saying, saints, I know you're angry. I know you're tired. I know you're sad, and I know that you're upset. I know you're disappointed. I know you're discouraged. I know you feel like you can't take another step. I know that you feel like you're alone. I know that you're tired of sleeping in that bed at night alone after having your loved one there for so many years. I know your heart is hurting, and I know your mind won't stop racing. But Jesus is standing right next to you asking one simple question. What things? What are you really feeling? What's the real root cause of what is presenting as anger. Talk about it until you can name what's really going on. Yes, I'm angry, but this is that, but this, because it's because this that I'm dealing with is too much for me to bear. And the joy that we have is in the words of this simple song, I must tell Jesus. Thank you, good brother. All love <laughs> my troubles. I cannot bear these burdens alone. In my distress, he kindly will aid me. Jesus will help me. Jesus. <laughs> Whether I see him or I don't, he's right there. And I got to talk about it with the Savior. Whether I recognize him or I don't, he's right there. And I must tell Jesus. If I'm walking through the valley, I got to tell Jesus all about my trouble. When I'm on the mountaintop, I got to tell him all about my trouble. When I'm carrying it and it feels too heavy for me, I must tell Jesus. All of my troubles. I can't bear it all by myself. When I'm allowing my children to walk these streets and I can't be by their side, I must tell Jesus all of my trouble. When I hear about wars and rumors of wars, I gotta tell Jesus all of my troubles. When I hear about people driving with words on their weapons, just simply wanting to kill me, I gotta tell Jesus. Everything that I feel and that I carry. I heard somebody pray, say prayer changes things, but I'm here to recognize and remind you, prayer don't change things, prayer changes everything. Oh, 
Prayer changes everything. When you pray, he'll make it better. When you pray, he'll change your situation. When you talk to Jesus about it, he'll take your mourning and turn it into dancing. He will allow for your sadness to turn into rejoicing and celebration. He will give you joy for the midnight hour. And the Bible says that weeping may endure. Stop, sir. For a night. But I'm glad that my joy, it may seem dark right now, but I'm glad that my joy, it may seem like midnight right now, but oh God, I'm glad that my joy is coming in the morning. It's nighttime now, but joy is coming. Come on, church. Nighttime now, but joy, I'm tired now. But joy is coming. Rest is here for the weary, holy God of Israel on the other side of joy. Hallelujah. 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 If there's an assignment for us as a church today, our assignment is not to stop at anger. Jesus, our assignment not to stop at anger, it's to dig a little deeper, recognize what you're really feeling. Help us, Lord. Recognize what you're really feeling. The enemy wants you to stop at angry. Because then he can throw rocks at you and hide his hands, you know. The enemy wants you to stop at angry. Because then he can... Find that button and push it anytime and then watch you spin out of control. Sit back and laugh at you. The enemy wants you to stop at angry. Because if you stop at angry, you'll never experience or realize root cause. And if you never know what root cause is, you'll never be healed. I wish I had a church. The enemy wants you to stop at angry. But God wants you to figure out why you're sad, why you're sad. God wants you to figure out why you're hurting. God wants you to figure out where you're broken. And then take that to Jesus. (laughs) Every head bowed, every eye closed. Holy God, I bless you. Savior just said what things? Savior, just that's all he said, what things. You don't even know who's talking to you, but the Savior said, what things. Can't even recognize that it's Jesus. You're so caught up in your feelings, you don't even know it's Jesus. But the Savior said, the Savior said, the Savior said, what things, what things, what things, what things are hindering you? Ah! What things, what things, what things, what things are distracting you? What things are keeping you from the place of call and promise that the Lord has? Lord, what things, what things, what things, what things are keeping you from turning your life over to the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? Every head bowed, every eye closed, the doors of these, this church. Long enough. Woo-hoo. And your mountainside, and your mountainside has, has been, 
but but the shame's If you want it to be, it can be. Stop, don't sing no more, play it. If you want it to be, the struggle can be over. You've been in this place long enough. Your mountainside has been rough, but if you stay it angry, you're going to still be in this place. You're going to still be in this place. If you stay it angry, you're going to still be in the place of unreconciled. You'll still be in the place undelivered, you'll still be in the place of not trusting anybody with anything. The doors of the church are open. Where the deacons at? I said the doors of the church are open now. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. If there's anybody here that has or on, on, on um, woo, I want my struggle to be over. I want it over. I want it over. I want it over. And all I have to do is admit to myself and to my Savior and I'm not really angry, I'm just sad. I'm not angry, I'm just upset. I'm not really angry. Or maybe I am. Maybe I am mad at you, God. I said it, yes I did. Maybe I am mad at you, God. Maybe I am mad at how they've been treating me. But really, I'm just disappointed. Really, you're just disappointed. Because you didn't get what you thought you should have received. If that's you, God is calling you. I hear clearly God is calling for you to respond. You've been so upset with the king that you've been on the fringes of ministry. You've been watching people. <laughs> been watching church, listening to messages. But you ain't going to go to church. You've been listening to the words of your mom and your grandmom, your dad and your granddad replay in your mind. But you're not willing to submit to them because you're upset. And you're not willing to have a conversation with Jesus. But God wants to save you. God wants to save you. If you've never accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, now is the time and today is the day. He wants to save you from yourself from your pain, from your hurt, and allow your heart to heal today. That's all it is. He wants to heal you. He wants to save you. He wants to be the one that you go to. So when you hear, when you feel this anger rise up, you can hear the Savior say, what things? What's going on, baby? What's really happening? What are you really feeling? If you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, now is the time and today is the day. You hear God calling you, come, come, come. Whether you're in the room, come, come, come right now. If you're on the screen, just put up an emoji or say, it's me. I'm tired of hurting. I'm tired of hurting. I want this pain gone. If you have been saved, but you are, you've walked away from relationship with the king, now is the time to return. You have experienced literal heartache you blamed it on the church you blamed it on people you blamed it on everybody else and that pain is keeping you from conversation with the king come back home 
Jesus is literally asking you, what things? What things? And for those of you, if you're in the room, come now, come now. If you are on the screen or you're watching us virtually, just put an emoji up or say it's me. Thumbs up or a smile, whatever you need. I can't see the reactions because the names don't come up, but make a comment. You've got to make a comment so we can follow up with you. Make a comment, and we'll go back and we'll find it. We will respond. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And if you need a church home, come on, praise God. Praise God. You hear God. You, I know you hear God because I know I heard God. <laughs> I know I did. I know I did. If you need a church home, Redeemer is a great place to call home. Say amen, somebody. Redeemer is a great place to call home. Redeemer is a great place to call home. You feel like you've been run out of other churches. You feel like you ain't got no home. Redeemer is a great place to call your home. We ain't perfect, but we're going to do everything we can to walk with you. And I pray you'll do everything you can to walk with us as we are seeking a perfect God. Amen. If you need a church home, just say it. Say it. it's me. Come now. Put it. Say it's me in the comments. Put a thumbs up in the comments. Whatever you need, God is here waiting for you. So look, just one more, like one more call, 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 one more call. Some of y'all are saved, and it's beautiful. I'm grateful. Some of y'all, you're not backslidden. I'm, it's beautiful. Y'all are still in right relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. That's beautiful. I love you for it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise His holy, holy name. But you're full of anger. Y'all can go back and sit down. I appreciate you. Appreciate you. Y'all can go back and sit down. Y'all full of anger. My Lord. You're full of anger, you're hurt, full of hurt, you're full of rage, you're full of bitterness, full of it, full of it. We can't move forward as a church. You can't move forward as God's chosen. If you don't allow for your anger to be recognized as what it truly is, you're sad, you're hurt. You're upset. You feel disregarded. You feel disrespected. And so you're angry. God is asking you, sir. Asking you what things are in your way of this conversation that you need to have with me. I'm standing right here. Standing right here. You're trying to avoid me. You're looking everywhere else, but I'm in your face. I need you to talk to me because I love you that much. Thank you. I, need I you, care Jesus. about you that I much. I need you, Jesus. I'm in your face I need because you, Jesus. I know you need me. I need you, Jesus. Me. And you're looking all over. I need you, All Jesus. around me. I need you, but Jesus. But I'm here I need you, Jesus. because I know what you're trying to hide from. What things, what things, what things... Holy God of Israel, what things, what things are keeping you 
from your relationship with God. Every head bowed, every eye closed. What things? What things? What things? What things? Oh, my God. What things? There's anger, there's hurt, there's pain, there's depression, there's loss, there's grief, there's misplaced trust. There are expectations that have gone unmet, and we're blaming it on God. What things? What things? Keeping you from your Savior. You're willing, if you're willing, just if you're willing, I ain't bullying you. Not pressuring you. If you're willing, if you're willing, say these words after me. Lord, I've hidden for long enough. I've blamed you for enough. Today I say, I'm sorry. I want you back. And I know you've never left me. I know it's me that has left you. So today, I come back to our relationship. Today, I renounce all of the existing and all of the preconditions that I have blamed on you. Today, I renounce and I apologize to you for putting on you what people did to me. Today, I come back to us. I'm going to say that again today. I come back to us. Say it again today. I come back to us. Me and you and you and me. Nothing between my soul and my Savior. Come on, praise him. Come on, praise him. Come on, praise him. Praise him. I'm running back to you. I see you're standing there. For me, your arms are open wide. Oh, my. I feel we done turned the corner. I don't have to cry. Running back. Hallelujah. service began, and uh, interesting conversation, I was sharing where I've been, I didn't share that my prayer was, God help me see it your way, but pastor was able to say, wait till you hear the day's word, so I'm stuck, <laughs> bear with me, bear with me, my, my, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you again, all right, it's time to give, I'm uh, seed to the sower and bread for food will he supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of the righteous you will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way through us which produce thanksgiving to God 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verses 
10 and in there. Let us pray for our offering. Father, we thank you. God, we thank you that we cannot beat you giving, no matter how hard we try. God, we thank you for you said you love a cheerful giver. And God, giving is part of our worship. So, Lord, you said you will even give back seed to the soul. So, God, we say thank you. Bless this offering for the upbuilding of your kingdom. And all of God's people said amen. Amen. If you would, you can follow the dictations of the ushers. God, we praise you. God, we thank you for that right on time word. God, whatever we may be going through, we thank you, Lord, for your response. What things? God, we thank you that as we go through, that we're able to look at it through your lens, God. Not our guys and not our perspective, but
but to be able to see you, God, in our situation. For I could hear the three Hebrew boys saying, we're looking for the fourth God in the fire. God, thank you for that word today. God, surely it burned deep down in our hearts. Surely we were in your presence today. Lord, as we leave this place, but never your presence, we thank you for the love of God the Father, for the peace of Jesus Christ, and the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit. Lord, let us leave and always worship you. In Jesus' name, let the church say amen.